Defense doesn't just win championships. Sometimes it wins fantasy leagues. And their defensive line, especially the interior, is getting better. Digzua, Watkins, they can rotate guys in. So he isn't really a tackle-heavy guy at this point, but he's a top 15 linebacker to do those big plays over the past four weeks. This is the IDP Heat Seekers. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is Season 3, Episode 12 of the IDP Heat Seekers, brought to you by rotoheat.com. I am Craig Reith, and with me, as always this season, is Austin. Austin, how's Monday going for you? So far, so good. Uh, you know, we've been talking about, you know, fantasy leagues drafting. It's been a fun week. Uh, I've added several more drafts um, across most of my leagues, and uh, it's been a fun off season so far. And um, we're going to do some more mock drafting today, it sounds like. Yeah, we usually do one or two of these. We usually do at least one rookie one. And then sometimes we throw in a veteran one later in the offseason. We'll see how things go. But we're certainly going to be doing a one-quarterback league, IDP league, rookie mock draft here tonight. And that's going to be over on Sleeper. I threw it in the chat there over on YouTube. If anyone jump in, we do have a couple spots left. I'll see if they fill. Otherwise, we will be uh, sort of pre-filling those for the teams as we go. That way we don't have some of these awful um, auto-draft picks that you guys might see on the list here when we bring it up. But uh, yep. there are a lot of these going, and I'm going to bring our screen up here. And I apparently navigated off of it. But anyway, uh, when you have these IDP leagues, Austin, usually how deep do you have your rookie uh, drafts? Because we're going to do seven rounds here. Yeah, so... Six to seven is pretty good for IDP rookie leagues, I think. Um, usually, those those rosters are going to be deeper, and then of course it just depends on, you know, how many IDP are you playing with? Is it just three, you know, a defensive line, a linebacker, and a defense and a defensive back? Uh, is it full IDP like with flex options? It just kind of depends on the roster size, but I think uh, for most of the th- of the drafts that I do six to seven rounds is, is pretty healthy. I like it. And where do you sort of generally see the rookies start to go, excuse me, the IDP rookies start to go for you? Generally speaking, um, probably in the second round, I have seen Will Anderson go in the first round, but uh, generally speaking, um, those will start to kind of go in the second round. It's all dependent on the draft too, right? Like, Yep. What kind of IDP talent do you have versus what kind of offensive talent do you have? Um, how great do we feel about the landing spots? We've talked about this at length on, well, not at length, but we've mentioned it several times throughout this off season on our shows that, you know, the, the landing spots this year for offense and defense just really have felt horrendous and uh, it's made it really tough. Um, I feel like a lot, a lot of value um, that we saw on the, the offensive side of the ball really took a hit at least in my opinion, for several players. There are a few who made it out well, but there are still a few that you're like, man, this really this is tough. So um, a lot of variables to consider. And we are going to get this going as soon as it lets me actually start the draft. There we go. That's what I was looking for. So the first team is not filled here, and we're going to have to 
see if it actually does this auto pick. You can turn off the CPU auto pick, and I do have that done. There's a consensus, really, especially in one quarterback leagues, but even in Superflex, from what I've seen, of Bijan going there. So we kind of know he's going to go there. Um, then you're going to see some more of these offensive players. And assuming this doesn't actually draft them, we'll find out here in one minute. We're going to fill these other ones pretty quickly as we go here. But have you seen Bijan go anywhere else? I know we're talking offense here, but uh, besides the 101 in your drafts? No, I think he's the consensus 101. I was going to make a joke about Will Levis being the 101 in one of my leagues. <laughs> but that's just not that's not happening. Um, yeah, he's the 101 in every league. We'll see what the computer does here if they – make the right pick or not. Hopefully they will. Uh, it'll be very telling if it does not what we're in yeah. for. This is going to be my first mock this offseason with offense and defense thrown in the same one. My home league, my main league is 14 teams, mm. and it's 32-man rosters, and we start two defensive line, two linebackers, two defensive backs, and mm-hmm. a flex on IDP side and we have a nice. eight round <clears throat> draft of 14 teams. But the caveat with that is, uh, and I do have to set a player here. All right. Good to know. So we're going to take Bijan there. Um, you can draft yeah. veterans too. So it's not just rookies. So, you know, it's not a crazy amount if someone drops someone you wanted to pick up. So it adds a little bit of different flavor to it. But, uh, all right. And uh, if you have questions about these offensive players in the chat, feel free to add them in here too. We're going to try to get through these offensive players as quickly as we can to get into the defensive players because that's why you're here watching us. You're not here for the offensive talk. You can find that on the Fantasy Buffet, the Dynasty Heat Seekers. Good evening, Mr. Scampers. Nice to see you in the chat. We're one for one on the computer. Oh boy, picks I forgot so already. Um, who do you who you can pick here, Austin? Who would you like to go at the next pick here? Uh, one quarterback. Man, it's usually one of the receivers, Quinton or Addison, from what yeah. I've seen. Yeah, I really like. I think I have Addison over Quinton Johnson personally. So let's go with Addison. All right, and then we're gonna do Quinton Johnson. Right after him. True. All right. Sorry, John, if you're watching this and you feel like we stole your players with those computer picks. <laughs> it, it is interesting that uh, Charbonnet is still up there, um, you know, quite a bit higher than these other rookies, just in terms of the ranking still on sleeper with the seeming fall that he's had since the um, NFL draft when he got drafted behind Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of those guys who the landing spot I was just like so disappointed with who I thought I would try to target pretty high. I mean, he's still, you know, the third best running back in the class, arguably. I mean, could make the case, but the landing spot is just atrocious. And there we have our first quarterback. It was with Anthony Richardson, which I've seen a lot of him going as the first quarterback in fantasy leagues. I don't know that he was necessarily the right choice in the NFL, and he didn't go there, of course. But mm-hmm. definitely for fantasy with that running floor, he could be a great pick for fantasy, and he could be out of the league, you know, in four years. So, right. But one quarterback, it's not as big of a, especially ten team league, mm-hmm. as a hamper if you bust on that quarterback pick yeah i am um sure why not 
I'm not going to go with quarterback, not in a one quarterback league. Certainly not going to go with Bryce Young. Go with the wide receiver there. If you had to go a quarterback next, who do you like out of the, I'll say the next two, because I doubt you're taking Will Levis as your second overall quarterback. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I could, I mean, it could probably make a case for both. Um, it's so tough because as a passer, Bryce Young is, he's pretty polished. He's pretty good. He's accurate. Um, and CJ Stroud is as well. Uh, not taking anything away from CJ Stroud. I don't know how much I make of the size thing. I know that's been a point of discussion with Bryce Young, you know, just being so small. Um, and I mean, I don't know. It, it's, it's not like he's Kyler Murray out there where he's just so elusive. Um, I don't know. I might be pressed to go with uh, CJ Stroud. So I, I might personally go with CJ Stroud. Take the chance. The thing we might have that, to fill a pick here, so we'll keep an eye on that. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the thing I think too is, if I, I could be wrong on this, but it feels like there's less pressure on CJ Stroud in year one to, you know, step up and, and perform. Uh, whereas Bryce Young's in a situation where, you know, if he's underperforming or just not getting the job done, there's somebody who can step in that's a veteran who, you know, they're not a great quarterback, but certainly serviceable and have shown that over the years. Who do you like here? Do you like a tight end like Mayer or Kincaid, or we got Devin Achain, Tanks, Bigsby, sort of as the next running backs on the list here? I've been seeing a lot of Kincaid going ahead of Michael Mayer and. I don't know. I kind of like Mayer myself, but uh, a lot of Dalton Kincaid. All right. Well, we'll set uh, we'll set Dalton Kincaid there because I've seen that quite a bit too for fantasy with the way he's being talked up on that Buffalo team. Brad going Kendra Miller. It's another very nice landing spot there. Brad really um, likes Kendra. I early on in the draft process, I had him as my number three running back in the class. Um, and I didn't end up with him there. I think he was still top five when all of a sudden done. But that draft capital certainly helped out his case going mm -hmm. to that really nice landing spot as well. And we are going to we're gonna go. Yeah, I watched your shorts, Brad. That's how I know you're a Kendra Miller fan. Well done, by the way. You can check those out on the YouTube channel. So this is sort of that area where, you know, looking at the guys, there's probably two more picks and i guess i'll probably have to take one of them but certainly two more guys that i would see on my board before the idps would start to go at the two three coming up here for me but this is going to be the range um i agree we're like jack campbell will anderson are going to start to go in your idp drafts mm -hmm. yeah but I do like Mayer. Um, I also like Josh Downs a lot. Yep. And oh, then I there think there we go. Wow. And I think the third one for me, I would consider Sam Laporta. Yeah, but those are the two players. Go ahead. No, I was just saying he's a little bit farther, and you got to scroll to find him. But I agree. I like Sam Laporta a lot, and he's getting a whole bunch of buzz too. Yeah. 
Yeah, but those are the two players that you mentioned that I would probably choose before I took my first IDP player. And Three. Downs there. Nice. And because we just talked about them, we'll throw Sam Laporta in there. I, you know, I know we're talking. Uh, we didn't clarify if this was dynasty or you know, one or rookies. Excuse me, redraft. Dynasty or redraft. You don't really have uh, rookie drafts and redraft leagues all just thrown into the same pot. So this is for dynasty, and yeah. you do see, you know, some people. I have seen Laporta go ahead of Michael Mayer, and I do think some of it's on one hand. Um, sort of recency bias in terms of, oh, mm-hmm. Laporta is one of the hot new things, and Michael Mayer, Debbie Circles was talked about for a long time as the tight end in this class. But I also don't like his landing spot as much. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to a team with much more concentrated targets on bigger names, you know, like uh, Devontae Adams is huge, of course, but they got Hunter Renfro, uh, Jacoby Myers, they got Darren Waller's left and he's presumably stepping into that role, but there's going to be target competition on a team that likes to run. I kind of feel like Sam Laporta has the same thing, though, where they're going to run the ball there in Detroit, and they have Amon Ross St. Brown at some point. You know, Jamison Williams is coming back this season. So, A fun fact, because I did a little bit of homework on the uh, Lions offense. So they finished top seven in total passing yards, total passing attempts. And I want to say, I don't know if it was like completion or or air yards, but regardless, like they were, this was a top seven passing offense in several categories last year. And everyone says Dan Campbell likes to run the football. Well, that's true. Um, But Dan Campbell hasn't been afraid to uh, pass the ball either. And I think, you know more about this since you dug into it. I mean, they threw a lot to those running backs, too, where it wasn't just completely running the ball. I mean, Jamal Williams and Swift, I mean, when they were both healthy, they both were catching the balls from Goff, too, where you know he isn't just completely thrown downfield. So it does make sense. And you're up here, so I won't yeah. bug you too much here. But I've had one IDP go here. If you're looking at a 12-team league, that would have been at, right at the turn. Um, we talked about... That's usually about where you see it. This is, of course, a 10-team league. We cut it down to try to fill. Um, but again, second round IDP, and then not, you know, we'll see if an IDP goes here. But there's not a whole lot, and there, there Jack Campbell goes, which I figured he was going to go this round between you and Brad anyway. Yeah. I mean, there was another person on the board that I would not mind having there. Um, we'll see where he gets picked. Uh, he's a little bit further down, surprisingly. Um, on this list, when you look at the sleeper ADPs, how they have them ranked. Yep, there he is. So, Brad, uh, Brad takes Rashawn Johnson, and I could make a case that you know either he or Jack Campbell in the late second round feels really good to me. And you can actually find all of our rankings over at rotoheat.com, where you can find even combined uh, rookie PPR and I. IDP combo rank, Austin, myself, and Brad. Brad is, of course, picking at the 12 spot here with us tonight. And when you go over there, you can sort by Austin's rankings, Brad's rankings, my rankings, the combined. You can find all that good stuff there. And I am trying to 
see. So what do we, uh, since this, is, and I'll, I know you're a good multitasker, so I'm still going to pose a question, even though I know you're working on the uh, CPUs. Take your time. No, go ahead. Jack Campbell, where are we at with this? I mean, this is an IDP show, obviously. What? Let's try to hone in on these uh, IDP picks if we can. Not a whole lot that we haven't already said about Will Anderson. <clears throat> and we've talked about Jack Campbell a lot on the show as well. But uh, having got, seen him gone to the Lions, who you know felt like they really needed a linebacker in the middle who – you know, could, you know, be a good tackler, be a, just a bigger player. I mean, not <clears throat> Rodriguez is a little undersized, but so Jack Campbell, I mean, what do we feel about him? Like, is this just a, is he going to get a lot of tackles? Should we expect more sacks? That was one of the knocks on uh, Jack Campbell is um, his lack of production you know, with getting to the quarterback. Do you, do you think that we see a change there or you know, what kind of uh, production do we see for Jack Campbell in year one? Well, I think he and Anzalone are going to be the two main linebackers that are on the field for the vast majority of the time. And what Just I think that's him. going to mean is uh, maybe not the ceiling you want initially, but Anzalone is going to stick around as the veteran, and he's going to get some production. You know, he wasn't a, a world beater there to begin with, and I think there's more than enough production where Jack Campbell could end up being, you know, back-end linebacker too his first year or something like that. Like linebacker three is probably more reasonable, but he could slide up farther there if he really takes to that system. Cause they do have a very nice defensive line there in front of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. A young developing defensive line too. And I am going to stick to my MVP draft board and I'm going to take your guy. So well done dynasty wise. And it, it was tough, and I know it's a huge outlier. Dynasty-wise, I still have him ahead of Campbell. Um, certainly not for year one and maybe even year two. Uh, but Josie Jewell's contract is up there soon. Uh, Singletons, they can get out of pretty easily after two years. They said they're going to mainly use Drew Sanders there in the middle. I think that's going to be great for IDP production-wise. And, of course, he can still rush from the middle linebacker spot, you know, they don't have a problem doing that in a three, four defense. So I think they're going to get creative and find ways to use him because he is just such a amazing talent, but he's raw and needs seasoning. So it makes sense to have him go behind two guys that have been there and had, you know, over I think 120 combined tackles each last year, but uh, it just stinks as we talked about, I think two weeks ago when we covered that part of the draft. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Back to all players here. I think it's uh, about too late for these quarterbacks to go. Usually yep. you're going to see them start going here. And we're just going to go back to back. So if you wanted to take a quarterback, sorry. Get rid of him. Go here. Yep. There's still time for Will Levis, though. We got seven rounds. <laughs> oh, he'll go at some point here. Hendon Hooker is probably going to go at some point, so. Yeah, fair. So Closer. if you were if you were sitting here, and I know you're not up yet, but if you were, um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait to see what you can do. I'll ask if they don't go before then. I don't want them to snipe you, even though it's a mock draft. But this is, for me, it's certainly an area where I'd start taking another IDP or two. And there's a few of them uh, on my list that I still have ranked pretty well here. In fact, there's a consensus fourth IDP player through the three of us over at rotoheat.com. It'll be interesting to see if he's the next one to go here. Yeah. 
it's interesting. There's a there's a couple that I'm like, oh, I kind of like these guys. One with a good landing spot, one with not a good landing spot. I think you can figure out who I'm talking about there. <laughs> Hopefully. Mm, all right, well, let's see if my tagging actually works now. Because on the computer, it's not letting me tag people. Oh, yeah. I can try it from my phone. John hopped off. He said, nope. Come on. We'll put a pick in here in a second if uh, mm. it doesn't hop in here. Is there any pick so far that has really surprised you on our board here tonight in terms of where, how early or how late they went? Hmm. Kendra Miller, I think, uh, went earlier than what I've seen him going. Um, again, I think this is preference. I know Brad has um, done those shorts over on Roto Heat's YouTube channel. Um, and uh, so I think he went just a little bit higher than what I've seen him go in the drafts that I've been in. Um, maybe even Tank Bigsby. Um, I've seen him slide quite a ways, but um, I mean, not a bad pick. And then, you know, uh, but yeah, I mean, most of the stuff I've done is super flex. So I haven't actually done uh, one quarterback league yet, which is interesting, but I mean, it's all relative. So I can, kind of figure out what is going to happen based on the uh, scoring. Let's you see. got Jaws in um, here with a question, um, and you're up on let's the get to clock, it. so I'll let you go ahead and pick. But uh, Jaws's question, will Anderson mostly a pass rusher in this scheme or likely to be gobbling up tackles too? Can really be a Chico with those edge designations that get a lot of linebacker run. And Austin talked about this a couple of different shows when we would talk about Will Anderson. But uh, I know you certainly feel like he's going to do all of it just with how smart he is and what he's shown at Alabama and then having a smart head coach that's defensive there with the Houston Texans now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's an intelligent player. You watch. That's one of the things that I've mentioned um, before on the show that really stood out to me about Will Anderson is – and then there goes another one of our guys, um, the guy with the good landing spot, um, who we'll get to in just a minute. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is, uh, I think he'll mostly be a pass rusher. Um, I don't think he'll be playing outside linebacker like a true outside linebacker, um, but I think he will be able to get tackles too. And I think it's just because of the position that he puts himself in, the physicality that he has, um, his, you know speed coupled with his size like i think he's going to be able to do a little bit of everything we're starting to see those idp players the board here flying off the board and i'm giving us something to talk about another ones yeah so let's see here quick tyree wilson was the one that went um Tyree Wilson's the one that went that I was like, uh, people don't really love the landing spot because of the Max Crosby, uh, Chandler Jones situation. But um, I think Tyree is going to be really yep. hard to keep off the field. 
Oh, boy. I don't want to take an offensive player, but I am here. I did the same thing. I think Taji Spears fell too far. But we're going to set some IDP players here going off of our rankings. Trenton Simpson is one of them that's up there. We'll talk about these guys in a second after I get these picks in. And I'm going to go someone a little bit higher as well. Nope, nope, wrong spot. Sorry, everyone. I'm still trying to figure this out and navigate it as I'm entering picks here. But uh, hey, BJ Ojolari is not as high in a lot of rankings. But uh, I do like him for immediate production and that long-term production mm -hmm. there. The other one I was considering entering there was well don't do it miles murphy I'm gonna take i like him. as well oh okay not as much immediate production i don't think no yeah we'll see if the guy snipey here if you're looking to take him back. But <laughs> he was one i was considering if it wasn't ojalari there um fair i don't mind it i think uh maybe i missed something here but i think i yeah yeah we're good We'll see what happens. Yep, there he goes. Nice pick, John. Well done. That would have been Lucas my pick. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So you're kind of seeing here if you're you're paying attention. No IDP players in the first round makes sense. We talked about that. We had two total, and the two that you would think Will Anderson and then Jack Campbell uh, at two mm -hmm. two and two eight respectively. We got Drew Sanders at 3-3, Terry Wilson at 3-6, Nolan Smith at 3-10. And then the fourth round here is where they've really been starting to go off here. We've got Jalen Carter, Ryan Branch, Trenton Simpson, B.J. Ojolari, Lucas Van Ness. We got Mozzie Smith now, which is a really interesting one there uh, by Lucas. Mm -hmm. And now you're up. Uh, it's a lot higher than I've seen Mozzie Smith go. But also, you know, one of the things is it sounds like he's going to have a shot to be plugged in right away there at uh, Dallas on that front line if he does show up well. Super strong guy. He had 30-some bench press reps. And the other thing, too, is he had high, and I'm trying to pull it up now, uh, high tackle numbers, too. So This is... Uh, yeah, he had 37 and 48. Somebody I could... Uh... Take care, but um, this is an IDP show, so yeah, we're gonna go with that. And That's I really, really like nice the value pick. there. Yeah. That's great value. Yep. If you get that kind of value in your IDP leagues, guys, take it. Take it. And use someone that can certainly have immediate starting potential, depending mm -hmm. on how those linebackers shake out. And if not even a starter, because we know, okay, the name being called a starter necessarily doesn't mean much. In today's NFL, it's that snap share that you get. If he gets what is equivalent to a starter snap share, that's what you're looking for. And Diane Henley, with his ability and coverage, what he's shown at the senior bowl against running backs, his ability to match up, you know, speed wise, stay out there on tight ends, he could certainly have that right away value for the Los Angeles Chargers. So getting him in the what is that late fourth is, I agree, that's fantastic yeah. value. And Miles Murphy fell too far here, so I'm putting him in here. And you can kind of see down here, 
on the best players available on our screen. You know, we, a lot of offensive players still because if you go to the IDP, you know, the highest rank is a 719 for a player. I'll be honest, yeah. I didn't know about until I saw the name pop up on these sleeper drafts. And then we got like players down in the thousands. So clearly sleepers IDP, ADP is not where it needs to be. Um, so okay. we're really just going to see the offensive players here on the list. But you'll get an idea of, you know, where we're considering these players on the defensive side with the players that are available on offense. Because there are some names out here, like Zach Evans is one. He's in a really good landing spot I'd be considering here. Uh, Chase Brown with the lack of clarity, what's going on with Joe Mixon. He's a running back that I'd have interest in here. And Sean Tucker's another one. He didn't get drafted, I think, for my own pick. Maybe he already went because I'm not watching the whole board. Nope, Jaden Reed. Um, nice. Offensive pick that I really like. I know I went two offensive yeah. players in a row there, but we got guys we're filling in with defense here anyway. Yep. They're doing a great job. Couldn't do the show without them. That's right. And, I mean, we could do a very just defensive draft here too. Um, but those are, unfortunately, harder to fill. It's still a bit of a niche. And yeah. you got to make sure you get these other people's opinions because you hear Austin and I, although I'm here talking about the players we like and don't like, and you can certainly hear about Brad as well on YouTube and TikTok and Facebook and in the Discord and on our rankings at rotoheat.com. You'll get his stuff too. So it's nice to get other people's opinions and information in here. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to set the next two. We'll do one defensive and one offensive player. So we got three defensive players in the first five picks in round five as well. Miles Murphy, who we've talked about a bit here, where you know seemingly going to be a backup for a bit. Brian Brzee, who's going to be a defensive tackle in New Orleans. He'll have an opportunity to start there. And then Tuli Tulipolotu, I know a guy we've talked to you all about quite a bit, was a big fan. Austin was a big fan of right away and then went yeah. to that Chargers landing spot. Mm-hmm. Which will be interesting to see. <clears throat> I don't expect much immediate production, but I I am curious. In the you know the thing about him is, um, it's crazy. Can you guess his age without checking? For which player is that? Tuli Tuapolotu. Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say twenty-two. This kid's twenty years old. Wow. So, if you're worried about him getting you that immediate production in year one or year two, it's okay. It's okay. If he doesn't, I still like the talent and uh, at that age, I mean, I'm sure he's probably going to turn 21 here pretty soon. Um, but I like that. I like, I like the kid a lot. I mean, having the youth on your side in dynasty is huge. Huge. Yeah. So productive at such a young age. That's even a bigger deal. It's great to see. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's a man. <laughs> I mean, you look at this guy, uh, physically, I mean, even at you, like in the, in college, you know, and then at USC, I mean, that's a big program. Um, and he was, he was big at USC. Uh, we'll see, you know, how he stacks up in the NFL, but at, for, at that age, I mean, that's impressive for sure. 
And he's going to have great players to learn from in terms of pass rush there with Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. And, you know, the interior defense there that they've uh, had some turnover. They got new players slotted in there. Other players he can learn from. He's a bit of a tweener where, you know, I don't think he can hold up consistently on the inside at the weight that he's listed at was in the 260s for the most of the time. But he really isn't the same sort of player as a Bosa or a Cleo Mack either. But Sometimes being those tweeners, not a bad thing either, because you can fill multiple roles. And you see in today's NFL all the time, you don't have to just stick in one position by any means. Right. What rounded a, out what the picks? fifth. Okay. Yep, go ahead. I'm I was going to say, what picks are you seeing that uh, that stand out to you right here? Is there anything that you see that, you know, go, like you asked me earlier, going too late, going too early? surprised um, if i was doing one thing and one thing only i think you know probably dorian williams would have gone higher here he's a player mm. that it's going to be interesting to see if he does end up with that starting gig next mm. to matt milano there's a lot of people that they're looking at to fill that in they had tyrell dodson who i think in 2019 was a free agent terrell bernard was a third round pick last year that got some playing time last year as a rookie Dorian Williams was taken, I think, either two picks before or two picks after uh, Terrell Bernard, just, you know, a draft later. So it's like right in that exact same zone. Both of them were drafted. And then they got an old veteran, A.J. Klein, that's played a lot throughout his career. He can fill or he can wear many hats, I'll put it that way, on the defense. So he can certainly slide in there, too, if they want to go with a veteran and see how these younger players turn out. But Dorian Williams is a – Super athletic, great in coverage linebacker that really fits today's NFL. He just isn't a Tremaine Edmonds type of linebacker. So it'll be interesting to see how Buffalo fans take to him because there wasn't a whole lot of excitement, it seemed like, when he was the linebacker they took this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's because he came from Tulane. It's a smaller program, but Tulane yeah. was a good football team, and he was the leader of that defense, and he was exceptionally good. I, I like the pick. I mean, I like the player. I, I think he could be in for a starting role year one. Uh, we'll see. But at least, I mean, he's a great dynasty buy. All right. Well, I'm filling in some picks here. So uh, go ahead. Start of the round here. Actually, we didn't even finish the end of the round here. So after Dorian Williams, we had Derek Hall, edge player for Seattle, Ventral Miller in Jacksonville. Uh, either one of those picks surprise you at all? Ventral Miller kind of does because we know what they already have at linebacker. Um, you know, I mean, Chad Muma is the third linebacker there, I think. Um, Ventral Miller, though, he's not – you think he's more of an outside linebacker than a than, than like an off-ball linebacker? Do you think he's more of an edge rusher there? I don't. Nope. He just doesn't. I mean, from what I've seen, he doesn't really fit the profile. They could certainly try him there, and I don't know that they're going to retain Josh Allen or even make a big effort to just by the way that his career has gone. But uh, it's just a weird situation with the way that they've drafted lately. You know, Trevon Walker, and they got Muma that you mentioned, and uh, I already forgot Devin Lloyd. You know, they're really focusing on that linebacker slash edge core. But it, it it almost feels like they're amassing just in that area, trying to like build on what might be a perceived strength to see who mm. ends up being the gold out of the pan they go through. Um, 
I'm not a huge fan of it. I, the Miller pick surprised me and confused me a bit in the NFL draft. I like this kid a lot. And I don't normally draft cornerback, but the way he plays. There. Yeah, the way he plays is whatever. <laughs> this dude is bringing it. Like, he plays with a lot of intensity. Uh, he is not afraid to bring contact to the ball carrier. And I think he is the type of cornerback that you could see him have higher tackle numbers. And he's good in coverage. So really like Witherspoon this season. He's going to get thrown at, too, just for the fact that they have Tariq Wool in there who proved last year he knows what he's doing and he's going to be an right. effective cornerback and they pick on rookies. He's going to get tackles. He's just great at tackling to begin with for a cornerback, so I'd be comfortable drafting him too um, for the fact that you know he's going to get thrown on and he's going to get to those tackles and what I feel to be safe. I'm not saying he's going to be Sauce Gardner. Don't you know be getting things twisted where you know he's going to be a lights-out guy, but certainly at least for year one, he's going to be a viable defensive back to start maybe not in 10 team leagues but if you get a little bit deeper you have bigger starter requirements certainly yep Hendon Hooker there going um, going after Jaron Hall is a bit surprising yeah the Jaron Hall pick I do like him like in a late this is one quarterback league I probably wouldn't be drafting Jaron Hall at all but in the super flex league, I do like him, and I do like the position where perhaps he could be the long-term answer. Showed a lot of athletic ability. He's got a good arm, kind of fits newer version of today's NFL quarterback, but he can also just sit back there and throw it in. Kirk Cousins, um, I don't know what sort of teacher he is in terms of the other quarterbacks there, but he's a fine quarterback in today's NFL to learn from. So, Yeah. And then we have uh, in the sixth round, we got Sidney Brown and Felix Anodike Uzama, who went to my Kansas City Chiefs. How are we feeling about those two guys? Well, I love Sidney Brown. I love me some Sidney Brown. I certainly think he's going to have a chance to compete for a starting spot there in that safety position that really doesn't have a whole lot for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the same thing, though, could be said for Felix. You know, they need they need more depth. You know, they have Carl Loftus, they have Chris Jones is, and you're going to know more names than I do. Sort of the, the two names currently on that defensive front, but they lost. I think Frank Clark is still out there out and about. And I don't think Dunlap's resigned. I mean, no more than that, but uh, I think they needed depth. And I think that's a good position for Felix to go to on a team that's going to be competing. Right. And yeah, Dunlap is a free agent, and I'm pretty sure Frank Clark is too. Yep. Well, I think we need a pick here on the first pick of the seventh round while you are working on that. Um, I have another question, a follow-up question. Curious what your thoughts are. We saw Brian Branch go in the fourth round, second pick overall, and then Sidney Brown go uh, in the sixth round, two, two, almost two rounds later curious which one do you have as the the number one safety overall i do in my own ranking still have brian branch as the number one but i am pretty sure if i pull him up here let's see brian branch i have at like nine overall and he's my first safety 
and then Sydney Brown at like 15. And he's my. So does landing spot do anything to that for you? Or you just like, hey, it's Dynasty. I like, I, and I'm with you. I actually like Brian Branch better in terms of the player. Does how much does landing spot play into that? Do you think that there's a two round discrepancy there? I think Brian Branch is more complete. I mean, there's at least a, a clear one round, I would say, discrepancy for me, just because Brian Branch can do it all, and he's just been proven to be an all-around better player. Sidney Brown, I really like. He's great in coverage. He's not afraid to go up and tackle. He's a smart player. He had problems with missed tackles in college, which that can be fixed. You know, he's a smaller guy compared to a lot of safeties in the NFL. Something that's got to be good fixed or he's not going to be starter for very long, if at yeah. all, in today's NFL. So I certainly think he can do it. I have a lot of faith in him, but that is a concern where I really don't have that one clear big concern on Brian Branch. How about you? Yeah, I mean, two rounds feels like a lot, but um, I mean, like I said, it, I mean, we 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 both, I thought, really liked Brian Branch going into this uh you know, as the off season progressed and as we approached the draft and then I think he'll probably, you know, win a job there in Detroit. Um, I, I mean, I, again, I think he is the better player, but uh, Sidney Brown got a really great landing spot in Philadelphia and I could make a case that he could have been drafted higher. I mean, you look at some of the players who were taken um, before him. Um, I could make the case that maybe Sidney Brown, could have gone somewhere in the fifth. How about the next safety that I just took for one of the other teams? Mm -hmm. I know you like him quite a bit. Jair Brown. Do you have him above Sidney Brown? Oh, that's a good question. That's pretty close. That's closer than what this board shows, I think. Um, man, that's so – that's a – it's close. <laughs> I don't, I think it's a matter of preference there. I mean, I think Jair Brown is excellent, you know, cover safety. Um, you saw that with the, the interception numbers that he got. I mean, he's always around the football. Um, I think he'll be a good complement on the, in the, the San Francisco secondary um, to what they currently have. I think he's a good fit, but I think Sidney Brown's a great fit too, where in there in Philadelphia, I think he could be an immediate impact player. Jair Brown in year one, I don't know for sure. I don't know 100% that he's going to be on the field as much as I would like. Um, but I definitely think year two value, he could be an interesting pick. And as we're winding down here, I'm going to – some of these guys might go as I'm talking about, but some names just in our overall rankings that uh, – we have not had taken yet here. So uh, Keon White, um, he's our consensus 19 overall at rotoheat.com as far as our recent update. Jordan Battle at 21. Byron Young, the defensive end from Tennessee that went to the Rams. Or, did he go to the Rams? Or did he go to the, Yeah, he went to the Rams. He's from Tennessee College. He didn't go to Tennessee. Uh, Noah Sewell, 27, uh, Jartavis Martin, safety, uh, and then Marte Mapu, the safety linebacker hybrid, who I really like. Um, I don't think he 
would probably go in a draft about this size anyway. They they do like him as a sleeper guy, maybe on a taxi squad in the league this size. And that's going to do it. Our last pick here. Uh, Brad didn't go with an IDP player. I'll shake my fist at you off the air, Brad. <laughs> but, uh, Keon White did go there. You took Jordan Battle and then Joey Porter in our second. I mm-hmm. think our only of the two him and Witherspoon cornerbacks that went in this draft. So anyone, and it doesn't have to be anyone I named off of, but anyone that didn't go in this draft that uh, you were kind of surprised, offense or you know, defense preferably? Hmm. Yeah. Um. Good question. Oh, we didn't get Sewell, and I think that was a name. And he didn't get drafted, did he? No. Nope, he didn't. Yeah, I so just that's mentioned him as someone on our list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so kind of surprised he didn't get picked there. Um in that draft um outside of that uh did we get uh see we got fosky we got uh we didn't get cancy no collage i took him he's in there oh oh there he is yep okay good yeah i made sure i took him (laughs) okay yeah well well deserved um i think the only one that's standing out to me right now i guess is noah sewell i mean but am i pressed about it not really. It's kind of a nasty situation for him. We talked about this with several players. Uh, I would say he's one of those players. It's like, that's really a disappointing landing spot. Yeah, that's our overall theme for IDP rookies here, unfortunately. Um, just a lot of sad landing spots. Initially, things can change. You know, things change very often, very quickly, um, you know, in a year or two for dynasty players. Redraft, not a lot of these guys are going to be useful redraft unless something crazy happens this year so it will be worth keeping an eye on but um you know looking at as far as how our draft went for guys that have a really good shot at year one value if you're looking outside of the fourth round here i'd say you're really reaching and some of those guys won't even have value but like henley you took at the end of the fourth he could, someone I mentioned before, certainly I could see having year one value here in redraft leagues. Not telling you to go out and draft him. But if it's August and you see he's going to be starting next to Kendricks and they've really been talking him up, he might be worth a late round pick or someone to keep an eye on. Uh, Tyree Wilson, you mentioned, probably only if someone gets hurt there as far as Chandler Jones or Max Crosby year one. Nolan Smith? I think he'll rotate. I mean, I think he'll rotate in. I think he's going to be way too hard to keep off the field, but I don't think it's going to be quite the snap percent that we want to see for somebody with that kind of draft capital. That's going to end up being the problem is he's behind two guys that are probably going to be out there way more than he is, Mm -hmm. and they're veterans that you know know the system better. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, he – Wilson's going to play, but is it going to be worth, you know, for a redraft league? Yeah. Probably I mean, where was – where was he drafted in the draft? He was taking what pick overall? Tyree Wilson went to the Raiders. I don't recall. It was in the top 10. Yeah, so top 10. I mean, generally, when you have a player taken in the top 10, I think there's just an expectation that they're going to be an immediate, like, on the field all the time kind of player, three-down player. And uh, Yeah, he was seven. Was disappointing. So. It's just disappointing with that kind of draft capital that he's like third on the depth chart potentially. We'll see if that changes. I mean, there's still time. And then, you know, as we know with this league, injuries can happen. Um, But it's just kind of disappointing. 
Yeah, that's the the way it goes, unfortunately. But there will be guys on here that uh, we didn't even draft that end up having value at some point in your IDP season. So if you have questions about those guys, feel free to let us know. Uh, you can find us over here at rotoheat.com and then the rotoheat youtube facebook discord you can find us on twitter we got our handles down here at rotoheat craig at rotoheat austin any sort of final thoughts or other questions you wanted to pose from on how our one quarterback idp league draft went here austin a couple players i want to cover here in the seventh round um real quick Let's just go ahead and hit like three players. I, by the way, I really like the Joey Porter pick in the seventh round. I, I like him. Uh, Owen Papov feels like he could be in a decent situation there in Arizona with maybe a surprise path to playing time. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on him. And then uh, Overshone in Dallas, curious if he's going to be just buried on the depth chart or if maybe there's a chance that he could emerge in Dallas in some capacity either – you know, year two, year three. Um, and then the third guy is Jordan Battle, who in the seventh round could looks like he could be competing for a starting spot. Although I'm curious what your thoughts are in terms of uh, his testing, which wasn't really great, um, but his production was good. Um, curious how that balances out and what your thoughts are if he's actually going to be competing for a starting role uh, there in Cincinnati. Uh, last question first. Uh, battle went way later than he probably should have. That was a great pick by you. I do think he's going to have a shot to start there, whether it's as one of the sort of main two safeties as we think about it traditionally, or if you want to count three with Dax Hill in there. Uh, Dax Hill can also play a lot of slot corner. He did some of that last year. He did it at Michigan. I think they're going to find a way to get those three guys. Um, that would be Battle, Hill, and then Nick. I always get his name wrong. Is it Nick Scott or Nick Cross? Yeah, well, Nick Cross second guessing. In, I think it's Nick Scott. Uh, Nick Scott, yeah. Nick Scott. You're right. Nick Cross is in uh, Indianapolis. In, in Indianapolis, yeah. So Nick Scott, and I don't know why I can never remember those two different last names, but he came over from the Rams as a safety, and he signed a decent-sized deal. It looks like he's going to start there. So, again, a lot of teams are doing this three-safety thing or getting all three of them on the field at a different spot. Quite often, I think Battle will have a great shot there. Joey Porter, I certainly like. It'll be interesting just to see how well he does at the NFL level. You know, they talked about a conversation with his dad on, you know, draft day or it was day two of the draft about, you know, use this, you know, internalize this and make this make you a better player. Great lineage, going to a great organization. I think he's going to be in a good spot and certainly could get your own production. Overshown, I'm not excited about for year one production, uh, mainly off the fact, like you mentioned, Dallas doesn't play a lot of, if you want to call Micah Parsons an edge, you know, two linebackers, but Parsons is still a linebacker. They just use him there. They got Parsons and Van Der Esch are going to have the majority of the snaps this year, probably even next year, unless something weird happens. So Overshone might get on the field as that third linebacker. He does have competition with Jabril Cox, Damone Clark, We'll have to see, but whoever has that sort of third linebacker spot doesn't have a lot of excitement for me. Owen Papo, I certainly think he could end up having significance this year. He's a guy that could fit in there sort of at that inside linebacker type of spot they've talked about, and they are 
at least, you know, currently going to be trying Zayvon Collins at the edge. See how that works out. Maybe he sticks there. They've not committed themselves to the Isaiah Simmons experiment past this year. I don't think they're just going to play him just to play him. They don't think he's the future and don't think that they're going to resign him, whereas Owen Papo and what's probably going to be a rebuilding year for the Cardinals, see what you got in the young guys. See if he can be something for a year or two. And they sort of have a similar player that they signed from the Eagles that head coach Jonathan Gannon knows and Kaiser White. Similar mm-hmm. type of players, similar in how they could be used. And we've seen Kaiser White have viability in IDP leagues. So I do like really that good. spot there. Yeah. Quick update on Zayvon Collins. Apparently he was out at the uh, Live Golf this weekend here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, having himself a good time. Uh, last thing I want to mention here too, you ask for a name that didn't get drafted. I'm going to throw one out there. I would be remiss if I didn't mention it. Do you know who I'm going to say? Boy, don't let me look at these uh, rankings here quick and see if someone that we didn't mention. It's not obvious. It should be uh, obvious. For Ivan me. Pace. No, that's a good no. guess though. Uh, if you're looking for safety help, just gonna throw this out here for you guys. And you're super, super deep in your leagues. Maybe in the seventh round, you could consider taking him, Jason Taylor, who, by the way, oh, is yeah. the second. Yep. And I was incorrect in making an association with the Jason Taylor uh, from the Miami Dolphins. So I want to correct myself if anybody saw that on our last show and said, "What the heck is he talking about?" Um, no, no relation there, but Jason Taylor could be a starting safety for the Rams could be a surprise pick year one. If you don't draft him and none of your league mates draft him, maybe a really good taxi stash for you that you can get for free on waivers once the draft ends, but somebody you should keep an eye on. Well, that is going to do it for us tonight, folks. Thanks for everybody who tuned in, and especially everyone who tuned in to draft and help us get this seven-round IDP offense-defense draft done. And, Austin, I want to thank you, as always, for being here with me. And any hurting words for people at the end of the show here? You guys know what to do. Follow us on uh, – subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we thank you guys for checking in um, every week. Jaws, it's really nice to see you here in the chat. Mr. Scampers as well. Uh, we always enjoy seeing you guys in the chat, um, you know, watching our shows and uh, engaging with us. It's so much fun seeing you here uh, week to week. And uh, for those of you who tuned in for the first time, welcome. And uh, hopefully you guys will tune back in next week. We've got more content coming for you guys as this offseason progresses. Uh, with that said, though, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in and have a wonderful, wonderful week. And next week we will be back, so that's the 22nd. Uh, we'll be doing veterans this time, NFL veterans on the IDP side that are sort of trending down after we've had time to digest what happened in the NFL draft. And then two weeks from now on Memorial Day, we'll be taking that. So we'll still be around for questions and everything if you need that from us, but uh, we'll be spending some time with our families. And, again, the chat regulars, Mr. Scampers, Jaws, thanks as always for tuning in. But we will see you guys in one week. Until then, have a great night, everyone. The IDP Heat Seekers is a proud member of the Roto Heat family of podcasts. Find more content on Dynasty, Redraft, Devi, and more at rotoheat.com.